Welcome to Chief Chat, the official podcast of the Army and Air Force Exchange Service, the Department of Defense's largest retailer. Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Osby, the exchange's senior enlisted advisor, discusses readiness, resiliency, and your exchange benefit with military leaders, Hollywood A-listers, athletes, and more. What is up, my exchange family from all over the world, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chief Chat. My name is Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Osby, and I'm your senior enlisted advisor for the Army and Air Force Exchange Service. Before we get started with our guest today, I would like to introduce my lovely co-hosts, Kiana Holloman and Emily Zarsk. How y'all doing, ladies? Good. How are you? I'm doing good on the road again uh, in lovely Las Vegas uh, this week. Uh, TDY has is, been crazy the past few weeks, so um, but definitely ready to get back home. Awesome. Yeah. So we have some uh, very, very funny guests today. So uh, without further ado, Kiana, please introduce today's guest. Today's guests are Army veterans and actors who have written and produced Enlisted, a comedic play about military life. Please give a warm Chief Chat welcome to Drew Anthony and Justin Graber. Hey. Hey, Drew and Justin, how y'all doing? Good. Pretty good, Chief. How you doing? Oh, yeah. That was that wasn't that wasn't Drew and Justin. Okay. <laughs> now I'm doing good, man. How y'all doing? <laughs> and lady, ladies, ladies here too. Yeah, lady, <laughs> lady, therapy dog. Oh, absolutely. So, hey, That's it's a pleasure to have you with us today, and thank you so much for spending a little time. Uh, can you let our viewers know where you're joining us from? Yeah, we're here from Los Angeles, California. Um, originally, I'm from Buffalo, New York, and Drew's from Bronx. Bronx, Bronx. the boogie. Yeah, that's right. The BX. And, and and what's what's the dog's name? Can we can we get an introduction of the dog? Yeah, this is Lady. She she's a Belgian Malinois therapy dog. She enjoys uh, fast walks, uh, ball hikes. tosses, hikes, and and really large bones, and occasional <laughs> hugs. Only what, what, what's her zodiac sign? Hers? She, she probably a Gemini. March? She, 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 she gives <laughs> off Gemini vibes. <laughs> Gemini. <laughs> Bipolar. <laughs> Give me attention. Now, you guys mentioned you're from New York, so I'll be in New York next month. It's my first time ever going to New York City. I'm staying in Brooklyn, so I'm really excited. But not related, but what's it like being from New York but living on the West Coast? Oh, I got this. <laughs> uh, so, so there's a there's a different pace. Uh, Justin and I work work it. Uh, that's separate from the typical pace in Los Angeles. Los Angeles typically people like to wait for things to just happen. We don't do that. Yeah, they're, they're uh, we like, oh, I got this awesome idea for this for this short film or this feature length film, and we're like. Oh, cool. So let's let's start it. They're like, no, no, it, it needs to sit on the shelf for like yeah, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. The stars need a <laughs> So Justin and I, we kind of we whenever we pull the trigger on anything, we're really fast when we're doing things. Mostly because we're squeezing the trigger, not pulling it. That too. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and we we There's finished. Army. Yeah, yeah, we finished things like super fast. Um, yeah, our first short and, film was uh, written, uh, shot edited and completed, completed in, in like, four months yeah um which is like you know 
pretty much unheard of. Uh, we wrote this play in a month, the original format of it. And then from there, uh, we did spend time on this one, um, mostly because we needed the funds. So like it took it took a while to to raise those funds. Um, and then, yeah, we did about three, three films and two web series concepts in about a year. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we, we, we work at a really fast pace for Los Angeles. No, it makes sense. So to Enlisted, what is Enlisted about, Justin? Can you kind of start breaking that down for us? Yeah, sure. So Enlisted follows a unit um, before, during, and after deployment, and it focuses and highlights the, the challenges that leaders face within getting their soldiers in line. Um, it's, it's a workplace comedy um, that takes place <clears throat> in the military, so it's written for the civilian audience to really comprehend and understand uh, we really wanted to harp on the relationships between the soldiers, between the leaders and soldiers, um, and the soldiers and soldiers that uh, to show people that the army's not really that much different. And we wanted to make sure that we were showcasing the day-to-day -day basis and activities um, that a soldier goes through rather than um, doing some hero story. We're pretty much, Drew says it a lot, that we, we're humanizing the military for an audience. Um, yeah. That's and the, the answer. <laughs> and that's a great answer. We like that answer. And the, the play premiered at Fort Bragg and recently completed a run in North Hollywood. Drew, could you tell us how the responses differed between military and civilian audiences? So the the I don't I don't I wouldn't say the play premiered in Fort Bragg. I, I think yeah, it was it was a was, different version. Yeah. Um, now it's now it's a totally different version. It, so it was like a, a new premiere. It was a reopening. Yeah. So uh, what we did in Fort Bragg was kind of a test run. It, it was about 50, 60 pages. Um, it, it, and we didn't have a lot of time to do it. We wrote it in what, 30 days. Yeah. And uh, and, but what we did out here in Los Angeles was a full completed play of what, 104 pages. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a whole story. I would say it's even a different play really. Um, yeah. Cause we added another character. Um, we really reworked some of the, some of the other character arcs as well as some of the relationships between some of the other, um, players in this, in this, uh, in this story. Yeah. But what was the other half of the question? All the, the differences. So yeah, the difference between um, the civilian audience and, and the military audience. I have an answer. Perfect. Yes, Justin said it perfectly. <laughs> um, so there was a uh, we we find that anyone that, ha that has come out to see it so far has given us positive reviews. They all have a good time. I think the differences are sometimes there are different areas where people are laughing, um, which is interesting to see. Um, but no matter no matter who comes out, they've all had a, a great time. Um, they said the show is really fun, um, and we're we're happy to eventually take this to a national tour. Awesome! And so both both of you all are Army veterans, uh, and I'm sure your military experience inspired the play. Uh, so starting with Justin, can you can you kind of tell us the story on why you joined the Army? Yeah, I actually joined the Army in 2003. Uh, I was a junior in high school when 9-11 happened. Um, I was already in the process of speaking to recruiters. One of my friends was uh, joining the military as well. Um, he kind of sparked my interest in that. So 
I, I was doing my research. Um, once 9-11 hit, that was like the de definitive uh, decision of me definitely joining. Like there's definitely a call to action right now. Um, people were needed. Uh, I joined um, as an infantryman because um, I was going through the pamphlet of like 212 uh, jobs or whatever. And my recruiter was infantry. So he was like, listen, yeah, there's 212 jobs. Really, there's only two jobs in the army. There's infantry and support. You want to be the balls in the army or the jock strap? And I was like, sign me up for the balls. I'll be the balls. Um, so yeah, 9-11 was definitely a definitive uh, decision and influential of me joining the military. Um, I really enjoyed my military experience despite going up and down the rank structure. People get in trouble. It happens, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, like I think the military military really solidified me as a person. Um, I was already pretty much getting up early in the morning and, and I already had a strong work ethic, but the army uh, really instilled those, those uh, ethics within me uh, further. How about you, Drew? Oh, it's my turn. Uh, uh, so <laughs> a, comer a commercial grabbed me. Uh, I was laying down on the couch and was just, I had nothing to do. And I was like, let me go see what, what I can, like, I don't come from a military family. I'm probably, I'm the, I was the first one and I'm probably still the only one. Um, and this was during a time where, uh, where MPs were needed. They needed more MPs and uh, a medic recruiter recruited me to, I initially wanted to be an infantry, but I, I didn't want to go active duty. I kind of wanted to be in the reserves. And he was like, well, there's no infantry in the reserves. Never offered me National Guard. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. That, I didn't even know there was a National Guard. I, was, I thought it was all the same shit. Sorry, can I curse? A... <laughs> now. Okay. Yeah. now we have to well, pay, the, pay the fine. Well, <laughs> thanks. Uh, sorry. Sorry about that. So, uh, so he was like, oh, MP. I'm like, I just want something with guns. I never shot a gun in my life, so I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. And he was like, yeah, you could be an MP. And I was like, do I get a gun? And he goes, yeah, you get a gun every day, actually. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. What's that? And he goes, oh, that's a military police. I was like, cool. So anyways, I joined in 2004. And then I went into the, I joined initially in the reserves, uh, got bored with the reserves because I felt like I was just wasting my time. And then, uh, and then I decided to go active against everyone's advice of not going active. <laughs> <laughs> In the reserves, and it was the best decision I ever made. Um, yeah, you said uh, you said a commercial. So, so uh, be all you can be commercial. Yeah, what commercial? It was, it was Army it was, of One. Okay, or was Army I think Strong? I think I think it was the Army of One, where the where this dude was coming <laughs> home. This dude was coming home to his dad, and his dad. I'll never forget the line. His dad tells me. His dad tells him, you know, before you left. You couldn't look at me in the eye and shake my hand at the same time. Now that you're back, you did both. And I was like, I want to look at somebody in the eye. Went to the recruiting station and uh, my mom almost killed me because I did it without her consent or without even talking to anybody. I kind of just like, yeah, I'm leaving in two weeks. She was like, what? Where are you going? To the army. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Like, no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm leaving. And yeah, I left. It sunk in during uh, zero day in basic training, though, what I got into. I didn't know what the hell I was getting. <laughs> What's it here, Private? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sunk in real quick. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, and the, the army kind of backtrack on that army of one uh, motto really quick. Uh, it, it it didn't last too long. No, yeah. yeah. That's the one thing I didn't like uh, about the army is they, they couldn't make up their mind with their motto. They had a good one. Be all you can be what was, yeah. I think, was a good motto. I think, personally, the, the Marines had the best motto. Uh, but yeah, the army's like, well, oh, let's change it every year. They every- they should come back gotta- to be all you can be because that's I, I think a lot of people need that message yeah. today. Oh oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. People are just confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Justin, just I, I just want to thank you for making me realize that I've been a jockstrap my whole entire career. So I was like, I, I didn't realize I, I never heard that analogy, and so you know what. We all have a purpose. Appreciate your support, <laughs> sir. Good job, Chief. No, so Drew, you became so the story the... about. Oh, no, no. Oh, go ahead. I'm no, no, it's all you, Keon. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so Drew, you began the video series A Combat Veteran. Um, and it developed a really strong following. So, how did you start that? And um, how did you become involved in doing a digital series? Yeah, so I was in Baghdad working as a contractor, um, and and I was in the truck with my guys, and we were just talking army stuff or military stuff because I think one of them was a marine, our medic was a marine, and uh, and somebody said something hilarious. Somebody said, somebody they said a joke about being at a bar. They go, "You ever, you ever." went up to a woman and said, hey, baby, you ever slept with a combat veteran? And I was the only one laughing in the truck. For some reason, I found that to be hilarious. I was like, oh, my God, that's funny. Somebody should do a page on, like, just combat veterans and just, like, these cheesy jokes like that. And then uh, and then I did – I. so if you see my first video, you would think I'm acting. I'm actually super nervous. <laughs> and it's awkward. You can tell by my voice, my stand, my whole energy is just awkward. But for some reason, it worked. It absolutely worked. And uh, I uploaded it one night. Uh, the next morning, because of the time difference, the next morning I went out on a mission, came back. I'm going to the uh, to this. Um, it wasn't a PX. I think there's a PX there now at the embassy. But uh, it was something else. It was like a foreign uh, foreign sort of shopping center. Uh, they had there and somebody stopped me and say, oh, you're that guy. And I'm like, who somebody spreading rumors? Like what guy who, who's talking about me? Out here? Like I, 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 I'm low key out here. Who's talking about? No, no, no. The video, dude, the video is super viral. I get back to my room and I get a call from my boss talking about my video made it to Washington because I had a rifle bag in the back. And I was like, ah, and uh, I ended up getting in trouble for it. I ended up getting in trouble for it, and uh, they made me delete the video. I was like, ah, it's viral. You don't know how hard it is for this to go viral. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I decided, you know what? Let me create a whole different page, call it a combat veteran, and uh, just dedicate content to to veterans. And that's where that started. Well, I definitely can attest to that. Uh, you know, the things that we do in the military Man, there's a lot of humor in it because you can't even make half the stuff up that we experience in the military, whether it's somebody doing something crazy or or leadership doing something uh, suspect. Like there's so many storylines in the military. It's ridiculous. And so I I definitely um, I started out my career in the Marines 
Uh, and so when I went through Marine boot camp, you know, it sucked going through it. But when I look back through it, just kind of breaking it down by phase, man, it was probably the most hilarious. Uh, not that I'm uh, good enough to do any type of skits or or creative enough to put it put it somewhere uh, on, on the Internet. But, man, just just the day to day stuff that we deal with on a regular basis, man, it is it is true comedy. I can tell you that. <laughs> Which is why we wrote Enlisted. You know, yeah. Like people need to know about this comedy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why Enlisted is doing so well right now with the, yeah. with the how it's being received by the audience. Yeah. So um, we're looking forward to bringing yeah. this bringing this national 100. percent It's it's great. Enlisted is great, and and there are people that are requesting us to put it on digital so that they can watch it online. And it's just like it's just a whole different experience where you're there in person and you are uh, you're experiencing the story just unfold right in front of you. Like watching it at home is cool and stuff like that, but we really want you to get this experience of like seeing the risks that we're taking on stage where anything can happen because anything can happen. And, oh, yeah. and one of our shows was a testament oh, yeah. to just things happening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of the big things that we kind of hone in on when it comes to uh, the play enlisted. Yeah, no, yeah. I think we have and a, so um, we, we have like a, we have a behind our heads kind of like, um, like joke that we're trying to do on stage with, every, with each one of us. We're trying to break each other on stage. Yeah, we're trying to break Drew each other. Drew got me in one, yeah. in one of the scenes. I got Aston in another scene. Uh, Catherine got Neil in yeah. another scene. That was yeah, we, we try to make each other laugh on the <laughs> stage. Yeah, so we're trying to make break each other character. break yeah. uh, I almost got <laughs> Peter. Uh, very close. Very close. We're true. We got to get Peter. Yeah, we got to get Peter because really? Peter's the one that's hard to break. And, and Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's, good. Tommy's hard to break, yeah, too. Tommy Tommy's hard very freaking on point with his character and being in, being in the moment. Absolutely. And, and we're all going to have to go check that out, definitely. Uh, but but the story about how you two started working together is pretty unusual. So, Justin, to, can you tell us about how that happened and how it involved a, a Christopher Nolan movie? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was uh, on Hollywood Boulevard shopping for a short film that I was uh, co-producer of. Um, and I saw Drew and I just seen one of his videos like a couple days before where he was like literally saying, like, I'm sick of people approaching me on the street calling me a combat veteran. My name's Drew Anthony. It's Drew. It's called Drew. Drew. Just say Drew. And like, I had just seen that like a few days ago and I saw him and I was like, oh shit, it's fucking, oh, what's that? I, he just fucking You're said that combat veteran guy. I feel like he was talking probably to me. And I was like, oh, uh, I ain't a combat veteran. Uh. And he was like, oh. <laughs> but then we started talking. Um, he gave me the time of day, which was cool. I was like, dude, what are you doing out here? I thought you lived in Texas. He's like, no, I live, I live around the block now. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm shopping for a sketch. What are you, what are you, who are you? What are you doing? I was like, I'm a combat veteran too, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I was shopping for the, for the short film. So we started talking about filmmaking. Um, and then I was also uh, tat or not tasked. That, that's an army term. I was um, selected to, to be background actor for Christopher Nolan's film Tenet, um, where they, they were asking for veterans specifically. They were paying uh, a veteran bump because of our experience and they needed more veterans. I told Drew about that. I was like, hey, uh, they're, they're still looking for vets. I can get you in on this probably. Got him, uh, roped him in with that. Um, they put us up in Palm Desert for 21 days. Me being in the Army infantry, I know the Air Force gets treated a little bit better there, Chief. But I was going, uh, <laughs> when they were busting us out, I was like, oh, man, 
Drew and I should just tell them we're going to room together because they're going to put us in rooms. They're going to bunk us up in rooms together, probably. But we get there. Everyone got their own room. I thought I got a taste of the Air Force. It was like, I was like, wow, I have two oh, yeah, beds yeah, to yeah. myself. I don't know what to do here. This is awesome. <laughs> um, but weekends, we weren't working. We were on hold. They were paying us a hold fee. Drew, Drew and I were, were hanging out. Drew was like, hey, I want to I write a short film. I was like, let's do it. He already had a premise in mind um, with Orisha and the Santeria and the Yoruba faith migrating um, and becoming Santeria. And we wanted to focus on, or he wanted to focus on uh, one Orisha in particular, um, or um, crap, what's his name? Shango. Shango. So we wrote the short film um, while we were doing the Tenant movie. Um, and, you know, Kristen Dolan came over and talked to us a few times. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that didn't happen. But it would have been cool. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so while we were doing that, we did we were doing other stuff, which is another, I think, East Coast mentality thing. Like, yeah, we're able to multitask. West Coasters are like, oh, what, yeah. what are you doing today? West Surfing? Coasters don't really want to work too hard. I, I, I say that reluctantly. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what do you want to do today? I'm gonna to go surfing. While while us, we're like, I'm gonna surf and text and and be on my laptop and submit to roles. Probably yeah, not. it's it's Probably funny. Sure. I almost broke. I, I damn near broke my knee in front of Christopher Nolan. So it was the only time where he actually got to look at me. Yeah, I, I feel like, and, I, the, and I, then I, everyone had to sign. And everyone had to sign waiver contracts <laughs> the next day. Oh shit! <laughs> they had a they had track rails because you know the movie is like. It, it's it has like this backwards uh theme to it so they had us running backwards and i had thought i calculated my step and when i went to turn around and i was out of the frame i miscalculated my step and i hit one of the rails for the camera and i went halfway into a split so i'm looking like magic mike halfway into a split, <laughs> looking directly at christopher nolan his assistant director, his cinematographer, his producer, and they all looked at me at one time. And I'm midway into a split, and I turn and I look and <laughs> I look at it. But then I see my knee is so stressed out that I feel like it's about to break. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to break my knee in front of Christopher Nolan. But it never broke. I ended up getting my balance and walking away. And like Justin said, the next day, everyone signed waivers. <laughs> everyone signed waivers. <laughs> Yeah, that film was fun. We had to learn how to run backwards. People yeah. watch the film and they think that all of that stuff was done in post-production. Uh -oh. But as people are running forwards, we're literally, they we, we went through a training, a whole like three weeks of training to run backwards to make it look like you're running forwards. You know, like think about how you, what your posture is when you're running forwards and now run backwards. Yeah. Well, Drew, you definitely are giving off Magic Mike vibes when you first came on. So I'm glad you I'm glad you told that story. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, so on a, a more serious note, you're both very interested in supporting veterans. Um, so, Drew, how has Enlisted helped that and how has the military community supported you in return? So, uh, so the military community, not just the military, but also the veteran community and people that support veterans, uh, they came together because we initially started a GoFundMe to stand this play up. And they initially came together. We were able to raise like $60,000 in a few weeks so that we can make this play happen. And uh, and that's one of the ways that when when the veteran community backs something, they really they really come together to back something. 
And we were very fortunate that they believed in our vision because we didn't really have anything to show them besides what we planned to do. And they believed in our vision. Uh, they were they they were very supportive and they came together and they were able to help us fund it. Um, the way it affected uh, veterans and military members from what I've from what I've experienced from the shows was there was one veteran that actually went into tears after the show because the play reminded him of the good times he had experienced in the military. That's like it, that right there, even if it, you know, even if it would have been just one person sitting in the, in the audience and it was him, it would have made everything worth it. Yeah. Cause that's, that's that the, the whole specific reason why we do it mm -hmm. is to give people that nostalgia that that uh that memory of having experienced the good times in the military and uh and that's that's one of the things that we wanted to really dive into is just give people that i, I and i tell justin this all the time you know the army has a recruiting number problem the minute they can learn to laugh at themselves and 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 approach the army in a more in a more honest way, their their recruiting numbers would be solved. The problem is is that you you have an identity crisis right now, mm -hmm. and and if you if you just you know relax, laugh at yourself a little bit, people people will come, people will come, and I don't know maybe maybe enlisted can be that bridge for uh, i don't know no, I mean, there you go maybe the army can we get a little bit of dld involved <laughs> that'd be great what well you i guess you guys can replace that that army of one commercial with, yeah. with, with something enlisted you could there you go with yeah I'm, yeah I'm i'm planting the seed i don't know where it's gonna grow i don't know if it's gonna grow i don't know what it's gonna do but I'm planning to see. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna have to, we're gonna after this, we're gonna need you to sign a sign a contract real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, starting with Justin, we we would like to hear what the PX means to both of you during your Army days, especially during your overseas deployments. Um. Okay. Uh. So my first and second deployment, there was no PX. Cause I was, like I said, infantry. So we were, we were, we were sucking really hard. Um, but yeah, my, my third deployment, I was at camp victory, Iraq, and it felt like a pogue. It felt like I was on a vacation and it was, uh, awesome to have a PX overseas because I could go shopping. Um, made me feel like I was at home, you know, it was a little, little taste of home. Um, there was like a shop, kind of like a mini shop at towards the end of my second deployment, which was cool. Um, but having the full blown B PX was actually a little, uh, also a little frustrating because I had options of soaps and I was like, I don't know which soap to buy. Now. Um, and of course, my second deployment was like, this is the only soap available. You know, it's like, yeah, so. I, I could I could give you the perfect example of what the PX uh, uh, meant to me, because hmm. uh, my first deployment we didn't always have that, and we had to you know take missions to victory to kind of get new get more baby wipes and stuff. So if you can use your imagination imagination for a second, think about this: it's 130 degrees outside. You're wearing about 70 pounds of gear. You take all that gear off. Your top is all soaking wet, right? You take your your mission gloves. 
you put them in your cargo pockets and uh, you walk into the PX and you're like, oh, I don't have that weight on me. And the minute you step into that PX and that AC hits you, mm. that's what that means. The minute it hits you, like, <laughs> my God. I'll stay here for the rest of my deployment. <laughs> I, that, that's, that's that feeling right yeah. there. Can that's get, that feeling. Can I get an application? Where you see, where you see, where you see, you see, you see dry socks, you see new uniforms, you see chocolate candy bars, you see Dorito chips, and it's it's that feeling of energy drinks. No, energy. yeah, energy drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like that normal, like that's all you can because it it's that's all you can think of, like back back to normality cool all right that that's what that at least for me that's what it gotcha. i love that that's what, great no what drew I, I didn't know where that story was going because you, you started talking about sweating and taking stuff off i was like we back on magic mike again like i thought we were back on magic, magic mike, mike again <laughs> and then you rip and then after you take your gloves off you rip your shirt off <laughs> Uh, we're going to apologize for the noise. Apparently, there's a pipe issue in our apartment, and now they, they decided to do it now. It's actually the soundtrack. <laughs> there, there's something coming. Well, it's it's okay because uh, I'm here at Nellis Air Force Base, and they got the Thunderbirds doing their 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 practice uh, right outside the window. So if you hear the sound of freedom, that's that that's what it is here. So, uh, so besides writing and producing the play. You both somehow have found time to make to star in short films, and Drew, you even released a hip hop album. Like, yep. uh, how how much stuff are you guys working on? You 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 said you bring that East Coast kind of work ethic, uh, but you guys got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, so right now our big main focus is the play and bringing the play to a national tour. Um, we're trying to map out exactly where we want to go that we can be successful in. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much our only focus right now. We just think the play is such a, a different experience. It's going to be a different experience for veterans than what they're used to. You know, everyone's always used to like being the content provided to them online or on any kind of streaming application. And that's no, fine. And, the, and that's fine and all, but, um, but it's just the play is just a whole different experience. So we think that, uh, that that's where our main focus is right now is just only the play. And trust me. It is a lot of work. I think it's more work than than filming. Um, the, this, we should go outside. The, yeah, let's go outside. We're gonna go outside. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> right? You guys can't even hear what's going on. Yeah, this is better. No, it's all good. So this is our first transition uh, in chit chat history, man. That's. <laughs> We should we switch sides. So yeah, we've we've uh, we've we've that's it's really what our main focus is right now. We're just bringing this play to more veterans, more veterans in different cities, and and there's a there's a lot of uh, moving parts that that uh, that that occur when you do things like this. So that's really our only focus right now. Like we just did the play last uh, last this past weekend. So right now we're kind of just resting. Yeah, we're gonna hit the hot tub today. Yeah, we're gonna hit the hot tub today. <laughs> we'll 
back to Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> just want to give all those girls a, the, if you get images in our in your head, just Justin and Drew with our, our shirts off, hair wet, glistening in the sunlight. All right, and then the pro. that's what. Sex sells. Next question. Next question. Next question. <laughs> okay. Turning in. No, but we're going to turn to our um, live Facebook feed because you guys do have some comments. Um, Chica says hello from San Antonio. She also Hi, says Chico. that your dog is Pisces and Pisces are the best. Um, Sonia Smith says she's heard of your play and she wants to know if it's coming to the Dallas area. We're, pl- we're in the planning phase. Um, so the initial goal was to sell out LA so that we could do the tour on our own. Unfortunately, that's not what the reality uh, what is or was. So we, we're we still gonna move forward uh, with it. We just have to figure out the finances right now. Uh, Drew's already looking at, um, you said San Antonio, you looked at- uh, We're looking at San Antonio. We're looking at a weekend of San Antonio and Colleen. So if you're in Dallas, I would suggest that you do not make the same mistake a lot of people from San Diego did and not drive. Yeah, uh, I would suggest may, yeah. maybe taking that start, drive and start, experiencing that. Start uh, saving up for that gas money now. Yeah. All right, well, gas is cheap in Texas. <laughs> oh yeah, gas is cheap in Texas. Yeah, you guys aren't paying seven bucks a gallon, yeah. are you? You can drive. You could drive a no, little no. bit. Carpool. Get a carpool situation. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll. Uh, we're in the planning phase right now. Um, yeah. But, you know, if any, you know, I don't know, maybe there's a post exchange that wants to donate some money. I don't know. And then they could be in the playbill. <laughs> I don't know who's watching this, but. Uh, if anybody wants to assume the responsibility of. Of, of producing that. Producing, <laughs> that weight off our shoulders. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Really? Oh, man. Oh, USO. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Melissa a- also wants to know, how did you guys become playwrights and what education was required, I guess, for you guys to transition from being army men to writers? So I got out of the military in 2012. Um, I've always wanted to be an actor. A lot of my friends in, in the military told me I should be an actor. Um, some of them uh, are no longer with us. So when I got out, I really racked my brain on what I wanted to do next. And I felt like I'm doing this kind of kind of for those people who planted that seed in my brain. Um, and I moved forward with it. I went to a few auditions. Um, I booked some gigs here and there. One of my buddies who I talked into joining the military kept hounding me about having a plan. I never had a plan. Um, he's like, dude, you need to go to school. I was like, I don't want to go to school with a bunch of kids that are 10 years younger than me. But he ended up calling me, asking me for my uh social security number one day i was like what do you need this for he's like just give it to me and i trust him enough so i gave it to him i was like well i guess he's gonna steal my identity probably i don't know a couple weeks past he called me up he's like hey you have a start date uh savannah college of art art design pack your stuff up in buffalo you're moving in with me in cooler georgia and you're starting school so when he was calling me asking for all my information he was he was uh doing the paperwork to submit me for for college um so i moved in with him started school there uh, met a girl uh, who was from Orange County. Her and I were together for a little bit, and then that that ended, um, which was fine. Things happen. People make poor decisions sometimes. Um, we don't want to get into that. But uh, I, I transferred school from Savannah College of Art Design to USC. Uh, can, continued schooling there. Graduated in 2017. While I was in school, I was also auditioning, doing things. Um, 
eventually led to playwriting and script writing was me auditioning, getting put on a veil and not booking the job so many times. And it's like a lot, a lot of people end up doing this. You either quit or you make your own, you make your own stuff. I never wanted to quit. I really love uh, the craft of acting. I love the process of it. Um, and I fell in love with writing too. Uh, I really love the whole process of that as well, even though Drew and I fight sometimes on things, but it, we, end, we always end up with a, with a great product at the end, at the end of it, even though sometimes we don't see eye to eye and we work through our differences and our creative differences. Um, there's a passion there. And uh, yeah, just like learning, learning the formats of script is, is like, I, I'm easy to, when I was in the military, it was really simple for me to pick up on formatting, um, especially when it came to writing counseling statements and things like that. So I think that kind of translated into picking up the format of a script and um, applying that to my own writing, uh, purchasing final draft and learning, learning that program um, as well. And then uh, while I was in school studying theater, obviously, reading through all these plays, picking up on that formatting um, was very simple. I've done uh, a bunch of different improv classes out here with UCB, Second City, improv classes at uh, USC as well. And yeah, just applying all of all of that knowledge. Um, it, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. Um, I'm 10 years into this stuff and still sometimes feel like, you know, hey, I don't have a lot to show for it. Um, but that's obviously not the reality either. We're, we have short films on Amazon Prime. Um, we have this play now, which I'm very proud of. Uh, Drew and I, I, I worked vigorously on this. Our cast is phenomenal. Our, our chemistry is phenomenal. People are responding to it well. Um, and it, it, like Drew said, when I heard the story about the guy who, who was brought to tears for, from it, it, it filled my heart. It was like, this is, this is what I'm doing this for, you know, to, to, to touch those people to remind them of good times, you know. Thank you, chill out. I know, I yeah, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more on the job. Uh, I don't have any formal education. I've always, throughout my whole life, I've always been, I've always written something. I've always, like, I've always been, I, I found writing to be some form of therapy because always that concentration always gave me the, um, um, to zone out and just, separate myself from the reality and just concentrate on a whole different world and that's and i've always been that way uh, growing up but um but writing scripts and stuff i've always I, i've looked at it like um i've read scripts from people that i want to model after scripts by david ayer uh the exorcist uh just these interesting concepts that i that i that i always admire i'd always look at what their writing habits were, but how they're structuring their their lines, their action lines, their dialogue and stuff like that. So I was always more more of a how are people like I read a few books, but never had any like college education on it. And um, and and it's writing is one of those writing is one of those things that you you can't you got to keep doing it to get better. There there there's no book that's gonna make you start at a you know, you always got to, even if you got the education, you still got to continue writing and writing and writing and writing in order to get better, especially script writing. Script, uh, script writing isn't really hard. It's 
not hard. Once you understand what the what the basic fundamental is and what people are looking for, it's kind of easy to just put together. It's just a matter of being descriptive of what you're writing and being able to word exactly what you're envisioning in your head. That's the that's that's the thing that separates every single writer. Absolutely, and and I just want to you know co-sign on you guys that both of y'all have have gifts uh, to give to the world, and, and we appreciate you and, and you, your vantage point for a, a pretty big segment of the of the population. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. We we, we got you. We support you. So so where can we? Well, can we find out more about the play and other work that you're, you're doing? Uh, well, we have a website, www.weenlisted.com. You can um, you can see stuff there. Yeah, we have the Twitter and Facebook page, We Enlisted. Uh, actually, the, the Instagram is We Are Enlisted, not We Enlisted. So that's a, a misprint there. Yeah, um, for some reason. Sorry about that. Like, it's not, We Enlisted isn't even taken, but Instagram isn't allowing us to take it. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with this. So we had to go with We okay. Are Enlisted. We have another um, another website www.anthonyroyproductions.com where we have some other of our some some of our other trailers for the other short films that we've done. That uh, that website needs to be updated with uh, Bounty Hunters, which is the comedy western that we've done. That needs to get recolored so that we can release that. Um, and then we need to add some of the other stuff that we've done on there as well. There's a, there's a newsletter for those of you that are interested in seeing the play there's a newsletter at the bottom of the website where you can subscribe and just stay in tune uh stay in touch with with any email announcements that we have may have in the future so if you're in texas and you're trying to figure out what exactly we're going to be in texas which i'm almost certain that's our next stop um definitely sign up to the newsletter at the bottom of weenlisten.com Awesome, awesome. And also for our Chief Chat viewers, you can view this episode as well as past Chief Chat episodes on YouTube and Spotify. Tune in on 11 a.m. Central, August the 16th, when our guest will be Major Tom Schumann, who will give a military-exclusive look at his book, Always Faithful. And at 2 p.m. Central, August 23rd, our guest will be Oscar-winning actor and singer Jamie Foxx. So Drew and Justin, man, it's such a pleasure uh, having you with us today. Uh, you, you guys are doing some amazing work out there and and I'm I'm really looking forward to, to checking out this play because as an enlisted someone been in the military for the past 25 years man I uh, I feel what what you guys are putting out uh you know to the world so it definitely hits home and like you said we need to humanize the military and stop stop you know taking ourselves so seriously all the time I think that's that was a, a great point that you made about um yeah, we're all humans and we we all do crazy stuff. We're, you know, we're funny. We're sad. We're, we're just like any other citizen. So, uh, you know, sometimes in the military, you, and, and one th thing about the army, and I, I'll tell you a quick story. Every sergeant major, like bio that I get, all the sergeant majors got this stone face, right? They, they never smile. And I'm like, do y'all learn that in like sergeant major academy? Do y'all learn that in, in like NCO, NCO academy? Like don't do not smile on any of your official photos. And, and I'm like, well, I'm sure they're, I'm sure some of them are happy. I'm sure not all of them are are, are looking like are looking like Justin right now. Listen, that's Get off my that, lawn. That's everyone. Get that's, off my lawn. That's everyone's DOD like ID, right? Is people yeah typically don't tend to smile 
my DOD ID, my military ID. I had a big ass grin on it. And I did it <laughs> like the last minute. Yeah, I was serious face throughout the picture. When I saw that finger about to take that picture, I went. <laughs> and I held on to it my entire military career. I held on to that. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's one thing I think, especially seeing how the veteran uh, how the veteran community responds to things and the division in this country and stuff like that. One thing we wanted to hone on in this play is the relationship of our characters and remind people that we have worked with people from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. That is an example of our cast members too, because there's four veterans and three civilians, and we all had to learn together. The civilians are learning more about the military, more about things that happen in the military that they're super surprised about. And we wanted our cast members to be an example of the message that we're trying to give veterans and service members that don't forget about the relationships that you've made in the military, the relationships that you had to work with, the people that you've grown close to while you were in the military. Because I think once we leave, we don't forget about it, but we get so caught up in this division in society that we tend to forget like, yo, people come from all walks of lives. People come from people come from different beliefs and backgrounds and what they support. And even the past few years that there's been a lot of a lot of bumping heads in the veteran community. We just hope that enlisted bridges that divide for people and reminds them that we serve with people from everywhere. So we 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 hope we hope that's what this place uh that's the message this place sends to a lot of people absolutely well drew and just it's been an honor having you with us today uh if you don't mind hanging on till after the live is over so we can kind of say our formal goodbyes but like i said this was a very insightful conversation you all are doing some amazing things out there and uh, i want everybody out there in in the exchange family to go out there and support uh enlisted thank you Thank you all for making time for us. All right now. For more information about your exchange benefit and to shop tax-free for life, visit shopmyexchange.com. To view this episode of Chief Chat or to watch live, visit facebook.com slash shopmyexchange.